I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. I have a special treat. I know some of you, some of my regulars, you're really going to enjoy this today because it, it's speaking right to you. My guest is Kirsten Watson. She is the executive editor of Mom Life Today. Uh, she says she is the CEO of a family of nine. And when you get a family that big, it is like running a, a small company. No doubt about that. Her and her husband, uh, who is a former NFL player, Benjamin Watson, like Super Bowl winning NFL player, together they founded one the One More Foundation. They also host the Why or Why Not with the Watsons. Uh, and now is that a podcast or is that a video television show? I didn't even ask that, Kirsten. I mean, maybe it should be a television show, but it's a podcast. Okay, that's so a podcast. <laughs> and so she's just, I, I don't know how she does it all. And we're going to find out how she does it all. And that's part of what she's talking about uh, in her latest book. And well, her first book It's called Sis, Take a Breath. And if anybody needs to take a breath, it's somebody doing that much. So Kirsten, welcome to Life Today Live. Great to have you today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right. First question. How do you do all that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't say I do it all well, but... Um, you know, day by day, really moment by moment, uh, is really the best way to go. But I, oftentimes it does feel very overwhelming. So amidst all that, you decide you're going to listen to your friends and say, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. And I, I know people say that all the time. Actually writing the book is a lot harder than it seems. I know they don't write themselves. So when you decided, okay, I'm going to take the time to sit down and pour my my energy into a manuscript and hopefully somebody will pick it up and want to read it. Why did you go this route and what are you trying to say? Yeah, well, I think, and I think about uh, growing up and what I wanted to be like writer was never on my list. <laughs> it's not even a top 50 of things that I wanted to think I would do or accomplish in my life. And um, like you said, friends would tell you, you should write a book. Or I would talk to them like, where are you writing this stuff down? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like living. Like I am trying to survive <laughs> all of these people. So I wasn't writing anything down. Um, and then it got to a point where it, it became kind of a reality in that my husband looked at me. He's like, Kirsten, you have something to say. You should write a book. And I was like, no, I just don't think the time. It was COVID. I was like, all of these people are sitting around looking at me in the living room in their sections doing school. And I was like, Lord if you want me to write a book, it has got to be very clear, like clear, clear, like put the, the rag on the outside and the wet around all that kind of clear. And literally within a few days, um, Benjamin's book agent called me and said, Hey, I had a publisher reach out and they're interested in you writing a book. And I was like, what are you kidding me? And then shortly thereafter, a friend of mine texted me, she said, Hey, Carson, I had the perfect person, a writer that you can work with and she's available and she wants to write with you. And I'm like, huh, what, are you crazy? And it was just thing after thing that was happening with literally in the span of two weeks after me having this prayer time with God. And I was like, okay, God, okay, I will write this book. And with the help of a writer, like, you know, I learned there's a lot of ways to write a book. And for some, it is definitely pen to paper and writing it all out in making your chapters. But with me at that point, we did have seven kids. Everybody was in school at home because of COVID. Um, I 
realized that I don't have a lot of time to sit quietly and write. And so I was able to work with a writer and really she helped me to develop my stories. Mm. And there's what if there's anything that I realize as a mom, as a, as a person and how I learn things, definitely stories. It, sometimes it's just kind of what I want to sit down and listen to. Yeah. And so she really helped me develop the story. And I literally would have my phone wherever I was. And I would just tell a story about something. And like, I think this was like, you know, a pivotal part. This made me really angry or this was sad. And that is literally in my phone is how the book was developed <laughs> through me telling stories of things that were good and things that were really bad that had happened over, you know, the course of, I don't know, 15 or 16 years. Yeah. No, you know, I've, I've done the collaboration thing and that does help. Definitely get the, get the words on yeah. the paper, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. You're responsible for the content. I know, right. but I do love to talk. So <laughs> it was kind of a, it was kind of a win-win for me in that, you know, I was responsible for the content and looking at the chapters and thinking about what I really wanted to say. But I do think that Um, the step in obedience of saying yes, I think was really what God was showing me Mm -hmm. and he didn't make it easy. Like the process wasn't easy, but I tell you, like, I did not feel alone. Um, there was never a point where I'm like, I don't know what to say. It was almost as if, you know, it was just one question that, uh, um, Amy would ask me and she's like, well, tell me about a time or whatever. And I, and something would immediately come to mind. And a lesson learned or a way I wish I would have done it better was just very, very apparent. And I just, I say that because I do believe that when we follow in what God has for us, even if it's outside of our comfort zone and what we're good at and what we think we should be doing, sometimes the step of obedience is what is needed for God to work. And so to say that I have a book now is kind of crazy, but really like when I see it, it's not so much that I see the book. It's just, I see my God's work through me um, and just saying yes. Cause I had said no for so long <laughs> and the timing was never right. And I just realized the timing generally won't be right with a lot of things, but God wants you to say yes. And when you say yes, you know, his blessings follow. So what is it that you're trying to communicate? What do you, what do you want people to know? Yeah. The main, the main point in all of this, well, there's a lot of main points, but this, the center, the, the center point is that, um, we cannot control our lives. Right. And although we may have very different journeys, Um, Our life is composed of a lot of good and a lot of trial. Mm -hmm. And regardless of where we are in that, like God is present. And so sometimes we feel alone and we feel overwhelmed. We feel joyous, whatever that emotion is, like God is there. And so one thing that I've learned as I've gotten older um, and had more kids is that the uh, one part I say, you know, you breathe in uh, God's truth and you exhale peace. And so a lot of times we want our lives to be easy and God doesn't call us to that. It, there, that's nowhere in scripture that our lives will be easy, but he does say he will never forsake us. He does say that he is holy. He does say that he is faithful. And there's all these truths about him that if we know that, it's one thing to, to believe it, to read it, but to, to know it in our beings, it allows us to take a breath. It doesn't change what's gonna happen after, but our perspective changes when we stop and we say, God, okay, However I'm feeling, this is too much. Like, you got to show me. you got to help me. Please be with me. Holy Spirit, lead me. And it just changes our perspective, potentially, on how we enter into that next step. So that's really the main point. It's like take the breath, pause, and, and recognize that God is with you. So you guys have had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I know because, 
with, with your husband being a professional football player, he ha- he's had a platform, obviously. And mm-hmm. even since retiring, um, he's pretty vocal still on a lot mm-hmm. of kind of hot-button issues. I, I see his Twitter feed. <laughs> and I know that the stand that you and your husband have taken hasn't always been popular. And you've taken yeah. some heat for it. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> well, how, do you, yeah. how do I do that, yeah, right? Well, right, one, right. I try not to read the comments. Like, I've learned <laughs> right. there are some places that I should be, and there are some places that I should not. And in the comment section is somewhere that Kirsten, personally, needs to stay away from. And um, I say that jokingly and seriously, um, because it really is um, dangerous. It can be dangerous when what the world thinks about you yeah. is is vitally important to how you move in this in this journey called life. And I do think that scripture shows us over and over again that when you know God tells someone to say something that is unpopular, like we were expected to be, you know, in like this tension with the world. And so I think the way to get through it is to stand on truth. And to know that, you know, if we wanted to be completely popular, there would probably be areas that we wouldn't go into. Mm-hmm. But the Bible is very clear where we should be putting our focus um, and where we should be stepping into um, as believers. Yeah. And so that's what gives you the confidence. It doesn't make the comments any <laughs> easier to take. But um, knowing that there's tons of scripture to lean on that says that this is what's going to happen gives you uh, what you need to keep going. Yeah, I, I I always say that every everyone on Twitter is not a twit, but every twit is on Twitter. If, if you know I mean. well, that makes me feel better because I am not on Twitter. So. <laughs> well, you don't have, you didn't mean you're, I am. So I mean, I got oh, no, I'm in there. I'm but just it just it's just they should just call it hater because <laughs> right. it's Gosh. like you do anything and it's you can it you get away with a lot. It's definitely a place I don't want my kids going for a long time oh, because it's just, it's yeah, people a are mean. People mm-hmm. are mean, and, and you just can't, you just got to let it roll. But yeah. so you, you talk about standing on truth. Right. Um, what is, what is scripture to you? Gosh, it's everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the last two years, to, since Benjamin is retired, together we have read, we're reading through the Bible every year. So he's been a retired, this is going on our second or third year doing it. And um, my man, it informs a lot of my being it it captivates me uh, it, it helps guide me in the areas that I should be concerned about and it also convicts me in areas that I mean that I thought were important or how I responded like when I need to ask for forgiveness um, or when I need to rejoice in something and so I think I think knowing it for myself has been a game changer I think I've read parts of scripture obviously throughout my life as, as a believer but reading it co- like cover to cover oh yeah is is a game changer it, is. it really is to see god's faithfulness you know sometimes we just want to stay in the new testament and talk about jesus but man like i love the old testament and probably because i know the end <laughs> i know there's so many references but it just fires me up to see who god is and so i have a better understanding of my faith um and and how what i believe in and i tell you that's what i cling to when things like she said in the beginning like how do you do it all I'm clinging to that. I'm clinging to what I believe and who I believe God to be a big God. And so that 
it has informed everything. Like even I'm trying to get my kids to do it um, in their own way. They're they're 13 and younger, so they're in a different level. But it's just it is everything, and it is it has changed so much. <laughs> Seven kids, 13 and younger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, uh, yeah. Yes. You need to take a breath every once in a while. <laughs> a lot of them, a lot of them, sir. A lot of them. <laughs> All right, much respect just on that front alone. Oh gosh. Right, we're talking to Kirsten Watson. This is the book, sis. Take a breath, and now you know a little more where that title comes from. And I love the. I, by the way, it's maybe a little hard for some people to see on the on the screen, but I love that photo. On the front, Listen. it is just chaos around you, and yet you're looking right at the camera, like, "Yes, I'm the one with the piece." <laughs> All I said was, "Stay on the couch," <laughs> and that was lasted for like a good thirty seconds. And I think the next shot after the one that's on the book is one of the kids actually falling. He's like throwing them up. One falls on the ground. I mean, it's just. I like then it was like chasing around like just stay on the couch people you know so it, it had to go that way it did not look perfect on the couch but it did not it did not last very long <laughs> it's good I love it so what one of the things you say in the book is that when we, we inhale God's word we mm -hmm. exhale peace explain a little bit of that yeah um it's it's the truth that uh, God is who He is, and I think it's also the truth that we sometimes don't believe it. <laughs> and so, um, I think especially as women, and maybe this is this is for men as well, we tend to go as far as our own ability will take us. So if you're a very capable person, you feel like, hey, I can manage a lot of things. I can deal with it. You know, I have I have seven personalities of kids, like all seven of them, same mom and dad, and they could not be more different. And I, what I'm realizing or what I'm continuing to learn is that my control only goes so far. And the more I'm in my word, when things pop up, like I said, it doesn't change and make them, you know, perfect children or me a perfect wife, but the peace that I have when things don't go right, hmm. um, is different now than it was in my twenties or even my thirties. Mm. And I think, like I said, the more I'm in God's word and I see his faithfulness through people that did not deserve his faithfulness. Yeah. We do not deserve that. We do not deserve the ability to come back and ask forgiveness and that, that everything that we do, our sins would just be forgiven. Like we don't deserve that. And so when we understand that love, we say God so loved the world. We understand that man, there's a piece about understanding like what this short time on earth is really about. And our focus is here, but gosh, our focus is also on eternity. And so it just changes how I exhale. It mm. changes. Um, it's not to say that I don't get riled up. <laughs> I don't get nervous and frustrated and all those things. But man, like ultimately I just go back to like, I know that God is who he says he is. And I know that I am not alone. So what I exhale or what I, walk in, um, in the midst of chaos is a piece of knowing who I am and understanding more and more of who God is. Yeah. You know, I think the, the common mistake people make, cause they make it towards, you know, preachers, families, you know, which my dad is, you know, well-known evangelist. They think that anybody that's sort of in the public spotlight or that has had some success in the world, uh, as, as, you guys have both in business and in sports that you kind of got it all together but 
it's just as chaotic at times. Uh, yeah. And and you still have to work through the things. As, as you talk, especially to women. Oh, by the way, men, we you say women what tend to go take things to their limits. Men go beyond yeah. their limits. Mm. <laughs> I think mm. a lot of times mm-hmm. it's like we get yeah. way in over our heads and then we never want to admit it. But yeah. um, in the middle, in, in the in the chaos, in, when you especially when you speak to women, what do you think sort of gets in the way of their relationship with God while they're dealing with the, the family, the work, the relationships, the the stuff the world's throwing at them? What do you see as some of the bigger obstacles? Yeah, I, I would say, uh, well, there's a, there's a few that I would go to. Um, one is um, having it look good on the outside. Mm. I mean, I think we live in a world that, you know, only wants these short clips of our lives. And so when all you see is the ease and the, all the other things, I think we end up wanting that. I think we end up wanting other people's race and journey rather than being satisfied and content in the one that God's given us. And so I think that gets in the way, you know, I always say like, you, you know, you may look at someone's marriage, like I want that marriage, but you don't know (laughs) everything that happened to get to, and you may not want any parts of it. So it's always, I tell, I tell women all the time, be mindful of what you want. And sometimes God will tell you, wait. And sometimes God will tell you that's not yours. And so we have to realize that what God has put in our lives, the people that we are around, our family, our husbands, our whatever, like that's for us and we are to steward it well. And so I think a major thing that steps in the way is us wanting somebody else's life or somebody else's fame or their platform or their whatever. And what we end up missing out is on you, like you are uniquely made. Like your journey is uniquely yours. And when you don't live in and walk in that, in that obedience, like we miss out as a, as a kingdom, as a, as a body of believers, we miss out when you want to do somebody else's job. Mm-hmm. I always say like, Benjamin is a great athlete. Sure. But when it's time for an extra point, please don't send Benjamin out there because that's not his job. He was not, he is a tight end. Like that is his job. Nothing else on the field is where I want to see Benjamin play. It's the same in our lives. Like all of them are important. Um, and all of us have to walk in that. So I think that's a major thing. Yeah. Another thing I don't think we have, sometimes we don't have real friends that call us out. I talk about our dark alley friends. It's like, we have to be in community. And so I need girls and women around me that see me without my makeup on, right? That it doesn't matter what my house looks like. It doesn't matter how I'm dressed. Like, I don't have to have it put together for them. Like I can be me. And I think um, oftentimes we don't allow people into our lives like that. And then two, we don't allow people to, to sharpen us in areas. So there's people that are in my life that when I'm stepping out, like when I'm getting off track, they're like, whoa, Kirsten, like come back. Like that's not you or whatever. And so I think sometimes we are living this life around a lot of people. We aren't in true community with people. And so I think that's another piece that gets in the way of us really doing life the way God would have us do it. Yeah. And oftentimes not in community with the right people. Right. Exactly. Like it's, it's very surface. Like I said, like your dark alley friends, you're the people that if I had to go somewhere scary, these are the people that I want with me because (laughs) you know, it's like, I just know what they're bringing. I know what I offer them and they offer me and we are sharpening each other and we are, we are joyfully, you know, happy for each other. And we are mourning with each other. We are doing all the things and doing life. And I think, um, that has, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I I have a personal question for you because you, um, you know, 
college graduate, University of Georgia, number one, go Bulldogs. All right. There you uh, go. And then, uh, you, you know, you were on a track, you, you could have done whatever you wanted in business and, and you are doing some things in business, but you know, your bio says CEO of, of nine, a family of nine. Why, what, what do you, when you look at, at home, raising children, which is kind of, you know, some circles kind of like, eh, you're settling for you something less, right? right? But you've made that choice that that's going to be very important to you. How do you balance the business and the home life? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing how God will work on your pride uh, when you allow him to. And I think I definitely can't, I remember I tell the story of Benjamin and I being in marriage counseling and the pastor is like, okay, so when you have kids, like what's the expectation? And I always thought I'd have the corner office and you know, like with the, with the parking spot and I had the suit and here we go. And Benjamin with all seriousness says, well, I would hope Kirsten would stay home once we started having kids. And I remember like my neck on a swivel, like <laughs> who am I marrying? What? Are you kidding me? Um, but just, and then that was the end of, I mean, it was just kind of like, okay, well, we'll just, it, just see, right? And I remember specifically being in Baltimore and we'd had five kids. Benjamin had just tore his Achilles. We had just moved there. And I was literally, I was homeschooling and I looked in the, I was washing dishes and I said, Lord, what am I doing? Hmm. Like I was made more for wheels and the bus goes round and round and you know teaching abcs and wiping behinds all day long like i have a degree <laughs> like, you know like what is going on and i just remember it was watching veggie tales with my kids <laughs> i saw the veggie tales about david and goliath and it hit me in a different way i mean i had heard that story a million times and it was almost as if god was saying like this will not be wasted like what you are doing is important work. Mm -hmm. And although it may not be what you think you should be doing, it is absolutely what you should be doing. Mm. And it was that year in Baltimore that I kind of like let go. I, I didn't know I was holding on to this dreams that weren't happening. So I was following Benjamin around. We were doing all this moving. Everything was about his career. And I remember I'm going to do this well. Like I, mm. God, you placed me here. I'm trusting you. And I'm going to do this well. And that changed everything. So I think I look at this book and I'm like, what? Like, that, like nothing is wasted. Just like David, he was just a shepherd yeah. while his brothers were doing the important work on the battlefield. And meanwhile, everything he was learning on his day to day <laughs> prepared him for his battle time. Yeah. And yeah. so I believe that for everyone. So I know nothing. So I always say like, if you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be, First of all, pray that God will show you really where you're supposed to be, but understand that like, where you are is like, is a good thing. And as soon as we let go of that pride of where I think I should go and we like dig into what it is and that's how I do it. It's like, I'm, I dug into being at home with my kids and homeschooling and now I'm not homeschooling anymore. And now I just have two kids at home. I mean, they're, they're crazy people cause they're twins and they're three and they're boys. <laughs> but one day, Lord willing, like, they'll be in school too. And I, and I, I wouldn't change anything um, because of what I learned. My, it, I mean, homeschooling was more about me learning from the Lord than me about teaching phonics. That's for sure. And I, and I, and I wouldn't change it. Um, I just wish I would have released and let go of my pride a lot sooner than I did more than I wish that my life would be different. Hmm. That's, that's very interesting. I love it. So, so in that, it, 
the peace, the joy, the fulfillment, what, where did all that go when you, when you gave in to where you felt like God had you and dug in? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, um, it it takes time to make fruit. (laughs) That's a great point. It takes it's time. I mean, we, I, I love Instacart, right? Right now, like my groceries are on the way while I'm talking to you for my dinner tonight. Like I love the convenience of things being there when I want them to, but God doesn't produce fruit like that. Like it takes time. And so it takes time. Like I'm still in it. Like I'm like, man, maybe I should be doing this or maybe I should do them. God's like, hold on, hold on. Like one piece of fruit at a time. Like, let me prune this part and let me, you know, so there's always this work of I hate to use a church word, but sanctification, but there's always this great word, like getting (laughs) like, like every day we pray with my kids. I'm like, every day you have an opportunity to be more like the person God has intended for you to be. Like we have an opportunity to be more like Jesus. And so that's how I look at it. Like, you know, today, I mean, like today was awful. I might say, I don't know if I got better, but Lord willing, I'll have tomorrow. Hmm. And so it, that happens over time and it's not, and that's the part that we don't like because it's not immediate, right. but I mean, God's through all of that. That's yeah. what I would say. Uh, you know, and that's so, that's so, I, I'm, I love the honesty about that because life is a journey. Salvation mm-hmm. is not an end point. It's a starting point. Right. You know? And so right. that, that is absolutely, well, that, that's good. Okay. I want to show people, uh, the website, this one is thewatson7.com. I threw it in the chat for those of you watching chat. Thewatson7.com, and that's where you get your, uh, let me see, I, I'm signaling. I'm get guessing everything. You, can, you can get to the podcast, the why or why not with the Watsons there, yeah? Yeah. What are you guys doing there? Oh, gosh. We are having our date night because we have too many people in this house. And so <laughs> we. it's our time to spend 30 minutes together, whether, I mean, it's about different things. So we'll talk about marriage, parenting. Uh, we'll get in scripture, like we're at a small group and we'll just go through some, we'll actually little, today we take today and we like did 20 verses we just read and then we talk about it. Um, and then we do some ter- current events, like, you know, how do you talk to your kids or how do you, you know, do this in your relationship? So it's a little bit of everything and we are honest and we don't rehearse. So we generally have like a very loose outline. We're going to talk about why we don't have friends or whatever. And then we, we talk about it and we discuss it. And uh, again, it's, it's our time to be able to hang out without interruption. <laughs> and and, and your broadcast. I don't know that I want to do that with, with my wife. My wife w- wouldn't want to do it. She didn't like, <laughs> she didn't like anything to do with cameras or recordings, but I get it. I want to ask you about another website that you're involved in. You're executive editor at momlifetoday.com. That's momlifetoday.com. Um, what are you doing with that one? Yes. So this is a huge blessing that was literally given to me uh, two years ago, a platform that had been established, um, recognizing that as moms, we need wisdom, we need encouragement, and we need community. And so through that, we realized going back to the earlier idea about our journeys are all different, our momming is very different. So whether you're you know, a mom to littles or middle schoolers or college, they've gotten married, whether it's special needs, whether it's, there's all these moms that are out there just trying to make it work and just trying to get through day to day. This is an area where you can come and hear encouragement from all kinds of moms. Mm. And um, so that's just really what it is. We're building it out to be more of a community. And so we're starting to talk and have conversation. And, but really it's, it's really wisdom from the Lord encouragement from other moms and community that we need so desperately. 
We do. And if you need a little community, need a little encouragement, check out momlifetoday.com. Yeah. Uh, and you can also pick up Sis Take a Breath. It's available wherever you get books, and it will encourage you and probably make you laugh a little bit along the mm-hmm. way, I'm guessing. I hope so. <laughs> Kirsten, thank you. I, I love the message. I love the the spirit uh, on you. I, you know, mm-hmm. your countenance, it just testifies to good things. Uh, is there anything you want to mention or anything that I missed that you want to say before I let you go? I think that's it. I just hope you all are encouraged and just know that God is here. He is with us and he meets us in his word. And if you don't have time for that, like listening to, like I said, it can come in veggie tales. Like, it, you know, it, <laughs> God will speak when he needs to speak to you. So just praying for eyes to see and ears to hear yeah. when he is moving you. Love that's it. it. Love it. Love it. Thanks again. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you guys for watching. Do check out the websites and the book. If you know somebody that will be encouraged, especially a mom who's in the middle of it, let them know. Hit share, hit like, subscribe, hit follow. And we'll see you again next time on Life Today Live. Right.